Hi everyone, my name is Angie, and I'm here with David, Aaron, and welcome to our first show of Radio Geonosis. Yay. <laughs> we did it. So our show today, we're, we're mainly talking about coming out of the closet, and um, when I was younger, I went to see 2001 A Space Oddity, and uh, it kind of sparked the love of comic books and sci-fi and um, everything that goes along with it. I, I loved watching Batman as a kid. I loved The Incredible Hulk, Wonder Woman. I didn't miss any of those. And I actually got to see <laughs> Star Wars when it first was in the movie theaters. But, you know, you didn't talk about that kind of stuff when you were younger. A lot of kids, you know, were not into that, not like you see today. So you kind of had to hide it a little bit. So you were in the closet. Yeah. <laughs> Do you agree? I agree. Uh, <laughs> for me, it all started with the... Uh, um, I believe it was like in the early 2000s, uh, they re-released episode one, uh, not episode one, uh, four, five, and six. Oh, yeah, the re-releases. Yeah, the re-releases, yeah. And I was I was maybe about like maybe 11 years old, 12 or something like that. And uh, my dad took me to go see episode five. And uh, uh, he went prior, he went earlier to see episode six with his friends, but I went to go see episode five. And uh, I always seen backpacks and lunch pails when I was in school and other people talking about but I never knew what it was. I never dived in or anything and uh when i watched when during the movie i remember like just really really spazzing out because it looked older but what was going on was like so cool like especially as a 12 year old or yeah it's 11 12 13 year old uh seeing lasers and 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 lightsaber battles and and different species of people and aliens and stuff like that like it tripped me out as a kid so ever since then it's been star wars ever since it's it's because Star Wars is pretty, it's, it's just around. Like, you grow up, uh, like, seeing different things. Like I said, lunch pills and stuff like that. It's Toys, like games. It's just embedded in the culture. Exactly. Well said. So, for me, it all started, like, I. it had to have been, like, around 11, 12 years old when those re-releases came out. So, I had Magic Johnson Theaters on Crenshaw Boulevard. I remember. I remember. <laughs> so, that's where it started for me, you know. But, you know, coming out of the closet, it, now we do it. But back yeah. in the day, you didn't talk about that. You know, kids... You talk about it at school and kids were like, what? You know, you're yeah. you, you just didn't discuss those kind of things. Even when I went to high school, you know, Lord of the Rings, I read all the books. I loved the fairies. I loved everything about it. But you just didn't discuss it because people were not into that kind yeah. of thing. You know, when I was in my 20s, I was really into the goth scene. I was into dressing in the costumes and stuff. And I think it's just transcended through all the years that I, I still get into costumes. But I loved that part of it. I loved marching to a different drum. But yeah. like I said, you just didn't do it so that like, <laughs> <laughs> it, was more, it was more in the closet. <laughs> well, David? Oh, for me, like, honestly, I can't remember a time when anything sci-fi or fantasy wasn't an integral part of my life. But as for, I guess, you know, coming out and being a nerd, uh, the best way, the best story I would have to say is like I – Throughout school and up through high school, I always kind of had two faces. Like, I was David at high school, but I was also David at home. Like, David at home was the kid who binge-watched Star Wars, was in high school, still built the Lego sets to collect them, uh-huh. you know, played Star Wars Galaxies, all that. And one of my f- – I think the first thing I did that was, like, I could take a step forward was actually a joke when I was a freshman in high school where those $8 um, – lightsabers you can get from walmart that collapsed all the way in yeah. the hill <laughs> for a joke because somebody told me you wouldn't do this i bought one and for the entire freshman year i wore it 
on my belt in, in school every single day. And it got to the point where my best friend would talk about me to other people when I wasn't around. And they go, David, who's David? He goes, oh, the kid with the lightsaber. And everybody knew that. And I even took it to the <laughs> point where um, still to this day, the freshman class year photo, um, we took it outside the whole class. And it was only like 50, 40, 40 50 kids at a small school in Alaska. And we had a rock because every school there had like this big boulder in the yard in front of the school and the whole purpose was you tag it you go around tag each other with your logos and whatever and i was standing on the rock doing the luke skywalker episode (laughs) four poster thing so but there was get inspired when you hear the music yeah really yeah (laughs) for me it was always like it's funny how you brought up your dad taking you to see the re-release yeah like that's a vivid memory i have where yeah my dad took me to you know exactly when you know exactly when it came out um it was 96 Seven or ninety nine. So it was, it was so yeah. So the was, late yeah, late nineties. Okay, okay, okay. I would have to say ninety seven okay. because um, Phantom Menace was in ninety. No, yeah, so it was ninety nine. So ninety seven. It, it yeah. would have okay. to be right before that because they were doing that big build up uh-huh. before the movie came out. Before Phantom Menace came out, unfortunately, you know, it, it didn't receive the reviews that four, five, and six did. But yeah. Still, I think it still holds. I love the movie, and I mean, a lot, like I said, a lot of people won't agree with that, but I do love the movie yeah. because it shows a time of the of the Republic, you know, yeah. in its high times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I completely agree. I, like, I have arguments that I could go off for days, <laughs> and everybody tries to disprove something. And if you don't like him, you don't like him. But yeah. the one thing that always kind of irked me was someone could declare that they're, like, a huge Star Wars fan, and they mm-hmm. could still be. This is just my personal opinion. But they'll go, oh, well, I don't even count episodes one through three and six. Those don't exist to me. Those aren't Star Wars movies. And it's like, well, they kind of what, what do they consider but Star Wars movies? Exa- it's like, if, I mean, it's one thing not liking something as much as you like something else, but to completely disregard something, especially when it was made by the creator. You know, yeah, it's you like, can't act like they didn't exist. You can't just, like, erase them from your memory. They're here to stay. That's right. Yeah, the best thing to do is to come... If like you, you should go to like some rehab, you know, come to terms with them, find things you like about them. Because if anything, whether it was, a lot of it is like, oh, well, we don't like Jar Jar Binks, or we don't like Anakin Skywalker, or we don't like the CGI. But you take those things away, or you just disregard them for a little bit, get past them. They're still like great movies, yeah, stories. Yeah. They're still epic stories, sagas. Yeah, that, you know they they have the same themes yeah. that ring with what being a human is. And the all morals, that, so. like yeah. Star Wars, is deep. Star Wars is Star Wars is. It sounds really like internet and trollish to say, but it is life. Just because it it is life, it teaches you things. Like oh, Star yeah. Wars lays down values and morals and moral code and how one should act in in this situation. And that's like Star Wars is like, like you said, they're epic sagas. Right, and it spans forty years. Yeah, I mean, in that time, you see so many different things. There are books and movies and games and exactly uh, cartoons, but they tell such an epic story. And I mean, to me, it's. It's kind of crazy that this one man had this one idea mm-hmm. and it just flowered into all of this. Yeah. And now, you know, now there are times when you'll see people battling over, you know, this is this shouldn't be, this should be. But I think every part of it, every component is very important to the Star Wars story. Yeah. There's, there's no doubt about that. At yes. All. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, with me as as far as coming out you know like i said in in 2008 i saw everyone in costumes at comic-con and all that Mm -hmm. and i really wanted to do that and so in 2010 i decided to do laura croft because i wanted to do something tough it was not a star wars character just yet 
And um, I, when I went there, the Clone Wars, they had this big display with the Clone Wars. They had Darth Vader, which I took a picture with. I had to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it was just really, really great. I, I loved everything about it. I loved cosplaying because you get into those costumes and you're you're just you're that person for that day. Yeah. And you it, become the character. You become the character. Exactly. And um, with with me becoming part of the Saber Guild, the first time I put that costume on and I did a show, I was so excited but so nervous at the same time. It was at this little teeny dojo. Mm. And um, the stage was really tiny, and we kept changing how we were going to do the show so that when it finally happened, I was so nervous. I got stuck in Count Dooku's cape with my saber, and I just had to keep going. I was... <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was wonderful. But being a Jedi, I'm I, is has been so much fun. I I don't think I'd trade that for the world. Is, David, are you also in the Saber Guild? I'm not. I I I have reservations only because I you know I have three knee surgeries now. Because okay, but okay. half of me goes I should be able to do it because I used to be an award winning fencer. Okay. So yeah. But as in in that whole scheme of things, like I used to be part of the 501st, which is a million. I have to say at least almost a million members now worldwide. It's a global club and it's a cosplaying club, but it's also a charity club. And basically yeah. they, you take any iteration of clone trooper or stormtrooper armor mm -hmm. from any of the movies, even like the shore troopers from rogue one. Mm -hmm. And you essentially, you build these costumes with other members of this club and they have, you know, garrisons and legions throughout the whole world. And, but their whole big thing was like doing charity. So okay. Like they will make appearances um, at you know children's hospitals or whatever, and they won't take money in, but they will say, yeah, we can come, but just donate what you can in our name to oh okay, you know, I see, I see a charity, and so I did that for a little. I was actually I didn't make it, but I was I um uh what was it? They did um the Rose Bowl parade in two thousand and nine or two thousand eight or even earlier than that. I think. I think it was two thousand seven, but I could be wrong. Uh, but um, seven or eight. Basically, George Lucas said, I want. Something was like 200 or 400 stormtroopers, and he said, I want the 500 of first because they did a whole because he was the uh, grandmaster of the Rose, Rose Bowl parade that year. And they got, you know, stormtroopers from this club from around the world to march, what, six miles yeah. in armor in and the Rose me, Bowl that's parade. Tough because oh, it's yeah. hard to walk in that stuff. <laughs> like, I haven't worn it, I haven't worn a bucket in like probably 10 years now, but and back when I was in shape and uh, you know and really healthy and didn't have all these injuries I have now, it was still, it's tough. Yeah. Cause even there's the heat factor. Yeah. There's the breathing yeah. factor. Yeah. The worst part though is the chafe. If, cause if you don't trim your armor, right. That's or correct. Anything, it's He's just exactly constantly. Right. Ah, that rub. And, oh yeah. <laughs> but I see you know, I, a lot of my friends are stormtroopers, and you can see that it's not easy to walk in. Yeah. So when you see them in the movies running around in that stuff. Yeah, that's you, crazy. You're like, oh, my gosh. I, I don't know what material it was made out of, and I, but I believe 501st follows the standard code of the movie, so they do yeah, the armor's they, about the same. Yeah, essentially, and if you're asking me, it's kind of gotten a little crazy, but um, ever since the actual founder, I think it was Album Johnson, ever since he kind of, like, you know, gave the hood to someone else. Like you, you actually managed the group. It became like almost like really strict military regimented, which I'm used to because military has been my whole life with family and everything. And I've only spent probably five years of my life away from a military base. Mm -hmm. So I got that. But now you have these new people coming into clubs all around the world and they just want to get in. Yeah. And the only way you can get in is 
you have to have a 501st, 100% approved outfit for whatever you're right. going on. And it could be a difference of there's three uh, centimeters too long on a shoulder pad or too much mm-hmm. space. And, you know, do you have to, and some of these armors cost thousands and thousands of dollars to yeah. just even make, let alone buy one. Yeah. So it's kind of like got a little crazy, but they do. They hold standards. That's why when you see a stormtrooper out from 501st, they are. They're top of the line. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're top, they're top of the line. line. But Because I've seen, like I said, I've, I've trooped with quite a few guys that have the different armor. They'll mm-hmm. have the, the clones from Clone Wars. I mean, I'm sorry, the the um, armor from Clone Wars yeah. or from the first movies or even from now as we're as we're going forward. This yeah. First Order now. First Order. Yeah, first first order is becoming yeah, a big yeah, thing. Yeah, but yeah. They're, they're clean, though. The yeah. First oh, yeah. Order I uniforms love, are, are really that's dope. That's what's kind of get me back is like, I should join the 500 first team because I really want to build a. I really want to build short trooper because that looks really clean, but I really uh-huh. want to do first order. Okay. First order looks so. Because honestly, the first order out of it's all the. It's a menacing look. It's, yeah. It is. Because they even look intimidating. Yeah, <laughs> the best exactly. part of it for me is, though, it looks Kylo like it's Ren the comfiest. Yeah. Armor. Kylo Ren looks. <laughs> Phasma in, looks intimidating. Just yes, the way it glows. Yes. It glows. It, it shows that she means business. Like, what I, what I love about Phasma, though, is lore wise, her armor is made out of. Palpatine's old shuttle. Is it really? What? If I remember correctly, that's what? It's his old personal shuttle is what her armor is made out of. No way. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Oh my You God. know she runs <laughs> That deep. made it even <laughs> more. <laughs> Which is kind of weird. She's up there. Yes. For me, it, it's kind of weird though because if you read the Phasma book or even any of the comics that she's in, you kind of get a gist of it in the movies is she really doesn't give a shit about the first order. She is all oh, her. her. Yeah, She's like, yes, yeah, this is all yeah. about me. I'm doing this because this is currently what is going to suit my needs the most. But like yeah. in the book, she's like actively killing her officers and betraying people to like just right. so she survives I, or is mildly not convenient. Palpatine, yeah. You know, you put on <laughs> armor well, from, from Palpatine's, Palpatine's ship. Yeah. That just <laughs> <laughs> so she's overcome with just evil. She's yeah. literally wearing the arm, the spaceship armor of. Palpatine, that's you know, crazy. Cool, Vader had yeah. no problem taking out guys. You know, he was killing some of the officers yeah. and stuff oh, yeah. when yeah. they didn't he, yeah. know he wants. And so did so did Palpatine. He he did what he had to do to get where he, he needed to go. Needed to go. My favorite yeah. thing in Rogue One was it was like legitimately outside of Captain Antilles and A New Hope. It was the first time you actually actively see Darth Vader killing people that aren't his own. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. Finally. It's like <laughs> Yes. Like, yes, until that movie, he had a b- higher imperial body you count, count than, 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 <laughs> than actual enemies. I would yeah. have loved to s- if they just took that scene and just like released an extended cut on Blu-ray that was like, and here's just like 70 minutes of Darth Vader off and people when, in different locations. Right, when you guys were in the theater, when that part happened, where, did you trip Did you trip out? Oh, if she thought, remember, I was with her, I screamed. With you, Rogue One? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. You know, okay. Your, your hands are on your mouth, and you're like, oh, my, what's happening here? I actually got know? kicked out of a theater from that scene, too. <laughs> Did um, you? So we went and saw it uh, that Christmas, um, all my family from Alaska, and, all, and you know, we all got together in Utah in this big house to spend the holidays together. And me and my dad, because my dad's a Stars fan, too, we all we went to go see Rogue One. Yeah. And in Utah, I don't know if it was just a theater, but I think it's Utah in general. Like it's assigned seating. You have to be quiet. Okay. Like, okay. like they have like almost guards in there. You and <laughs> it was just unexplainable. <laughs> like as soon as, that, as soon as that those lights just went black and you hear that breathing, I just jumped up and screamed, "Yes, murder them all!" And then like they're like, "So you gotta leave?" And I'm like, "Please don't," because 
It was like five minutes left. They let me stay, but it was. Oh, they, like, they pressed you, though. They were on you. Oh, yeah. They were because. Oh. Yeah, kill, yeah was, kill them all. Yeah, but it was very exciting. You know, here yes, you're seeing him. This is the first time we're seeing him, like, step out into big theater. Yeah. You know? Oh, my gosh. You know, now he's becoming this this person. But I really loved everything about Rogue One. I liked when you saw him in that, what did we say? It was the back to tank. The back to tank. Yeah. Back to tank. tank. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's in there healing. And, you know, you're he's. He's going to become this this man. I think all this time prior to that, he was um, still kind of going through his Jedi, you know. His, his, pro- his problems. His... Yes, yes. He yeah. was sorting it all out. He was out. sorting it all out, but yeah. he figured it out and killed it. Yeah. <laughs> didn't take long. <laughs> this is like me nitpicking, and it doesn't take away from the movie at all, but you can tell they went old school with his costume, not only because of the yeah. look of it, because yeah. there's one scene where he's talking to Krennic on Mustafar. Uh-huh. And the way he turns his face through the light and everything, you could see through his breathe mask outside. Like, you know, it's like yeah, there's nothing yeah. like right, He's right. not fully enclosed. I was like, aw. <laughs> I, it was almost the only Star Wars movie with no lightsaber until he. Oh, exactly. yeah. I was like, there's not going to be no lightsaber this whole movie. And then he just. Zzz. I, I like, knew okay, it yeah, happened it before I went and saw it only because I follow the director, Kevin Smith, on Twitter. Okay. And someone had asked him. Don't give me any spoilers outside of this, but does Darth Vader spark up a lightsaber? And he goes, yes. And I, that's all I wanted to know. I was like, oh, oh this oh, isn't even a spoiler. Oh, oh okay, okay. See, I, I know, and that. I'm expecting it. I didn't expect I didn't it. I was like, the movie's going to be done. There's going to be no lightsaber for the first time ever. And I figured well, if, I mean, with all the, the trailers, if they're putting Darth Vader in there, it has to, even he if has it was to, 10 seconds, yeah. it has to be something. Yeah. There is some hint, because Bail Organa says, I would trust her with my life. I, yeah. And so you don't really think about that, oh my gosh, this is going to be Leia that he's talking, this is Leia he's talking about. Mm-hmm. But you don't think that because you're so wrapped up in this mission that you don't see what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> that was such a good Star Wars movie, though, for not being a saga movie. Like, I knew, I was going to love it anyways because I love Star Wars. Like, it could have been trash. Oh, let me tell it you. It was a war movie but, to oh, me. Yeah. That's why I liked it. What but I'm it more filled curious, a big oh. gap of the of answering some things like, how did they get this information? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They ha- I have friends that don't like that movie, and they come here. Why? <laughs> like, what are you doing in my house? Because I mean, I mean, when, when Rogue One came out and everyone saw it, like I'm after the first week, like it was just getting bashed on Twitter, and like, and I hated to see it because I liked it. But you know, there are those people out there, right? Who, right. You're gonna have people you know, that like. Well, yeah. They didn't like one, two, and three. Exactly. And you know, some people don't like six. Some people uh-huh. don't like eight. So there's nothing, you know, you can do. You know, that that's just their choice. <laughs> what I'm yeah. more Jedi mind trick everyone. Yeah, Jedi mind <laughs> I don't know if I'm necessarily worried about it, but Han Solo comes out in May. I'm worried about zero. it. Zero. <laughs> like I know I'm still gonna like it, but zero publicity. Like if I had to guess, Super Bowl Sunday is when the trailers are gonna drop. Probably gonna sh- yeah. Because I my first guess is like they have to drop it in front of Episode Eight because now Episodes Eight out, people are gonna see it. They have to start marketing the next Star yeah, Wars. The, movie, yeah, which yeah. Technically, you don't have to market a Star, Star Wars, Wars movie. People anymore. are gonna go see it regardless. Yeah, but. It's gonna I, make I'm million. just utterly surprised yeah. that it that is. movie still has not sh- nothing outside of a few screenshots that Ron Howard has. That's put out, how but... you know it's gonna be good because Ron. First of all, Ron. Howard's yeah, Ron Howard. Good. Is Come on, who doesn't like yeah. Cocoon? And I know I, I, <laughs> I was gonna say Apollo thirteen, <laughs> but okay. But I, I don't know Cocoon too. It's because I just I I would have wanted to see like just another story, you know, maybe just another movie, maybe just I don't know. I just love that Donald Glover's playing Lando Calrissian. Yeah. But I think we are yeah. going to see another story. I think we're going to see another facet, just like we did in Rogue One. We're going to mm-hmm. see another facet, and in a like almost, if you will, a puzzle piece to yeah. to Star Wars and yeah. what how this has all come together, yeah, you pretty... know, and how Luke became that scoundrel, how he mm-hmm. became, <laughs> <laughs> and 
<laughs> and the smuggler. And the smuggler. I'm pretty sure that I already know the whole, like, outside of, like, the twists that happen that nobody can predict. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's going to be, you know, Han Solo meets Chewie. Han Solo gets the Falcon from Lando. Han Solo makes the Kessel Run credits. Like, yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah, yeah, the Kessel Run. I'm really interested to see what they do with it. seconds. Yeah. 12, 12 parsecs. parsecs. Less than 12 parsecs. parsecs. Less than 12 parsecs. Which, that's actually a fun thing. People, like, always went... Now, if I remember correctly, this is a reasoning behind it, because parsecs is a measure of distance, not time. Uh-huh. So people are always like, that makes no sense. He beat it in under 12 parsecs. But what's cool, if I remember correctly, the cool explanation to that is the Kessel runs an asteroid filled, and the route he took was the shortest, most reliable route you, oh, could, you could take. Almost through a maze kind of thing, if you well, will. With it being the shortest route, what is the, was it the most dangerous route? See that I don't know. I okay. wonder if they're gonna. I mean, I'm pretty sure in old legends it was mentioned somewhere. Uh huh. And yeah, it, it must have because it's Han Solo and it's the Millennium Falcon. It must have had to have been like the most dangerous. Uh, did, route. Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah. But I'm pretty sure in the movie that's that'll... why he has no trouble going through the asteroid field. Yeah. To escape yeah. The... True. Yeah. True. He's a man. Yeah, he is. <laughs> but I do love Obi Wan's response to that. Should I know? <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee it'll be the next one, or at least the next two, but I want the next Star Wars story to be Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. I really hope that, too. Obi-Wan went on adventures, man. That's one thing we oh, all man, know. The adventures. <laughs> <laughs> the adventure. He was like, he was like Batman, so kind of. He was like Bruce Wayne-ish, kind of. Yes. Yeah. You yes. know, that, and I want to see that. I want to see those Obi-Wan times where he uses, like, his playerism and his charm to get and his slickness, his yes. slyness. I can't believe he was just sitting in the desert for what seventeen years. He's a hands up the years. sleeve guy. Like yeah, he's exactly. really slick. Exactly. You know what yeah. I mean? I love him. He's probably my favorite Star Wars character because he has some really, really funny things to say. He didn't like to fly. He just yeah. <laughs> he's like a, he was an odd Jedi. Like yes. not yeah. He was like a different Jedi. Yes, for sure. he was. Yeah. He was a Jedi that actually. In- in my opinion, at least, he encompassed the, uh, like, dogma of the Jedi Order to where, like, in the Clone Wars, there was obvious a thing with some, with uh, Satine. And, you know, he would have <laughs> left the Jedi Order for her. But, like, he, he's like, he literally is the duality of the Jedi Order. Like, I was willing to do everything I'm not supposed to do. Yeah. But yeah. I still did it. Yeah. And I still yeah. maintained it. And I'm, you know... One of the last twelve of us alive. <laughs> <laughs> how how many how many of them is it? I, I think it's unconfirmed only because they can keep writing so many more. But yeah, like, as of now, true. it's Luke. If you want to count Luke, you know Obi Wan, uh, Yoda, um, Ahsoka Tano, uh, Ezra Bridger, Kanan Jarrus, um, and there's a few. I think I think actually Quinlan Voss is still alive. Oh. After the Clone Wars, he's one that survived. Like, there's a, actually, like, a huge handful of Jedi that survived. Right, right. I can't imagine that, you know, in that time, Palpatine was killing all of the Jedi. He and Darth Vader, mm-hmm. or Lord Sidious, mm-hmm. um, they're killing all the Jedi, but that there are not other kids that are being born and with that ability. Yeah. You know? Oh, no, and yeah, so, there yeah, absolutely they're... are. It's just, like, I think, in, especially Legends, there was... Just stories or instances that you know Palpatine was literally kidnapping people born now in the New Empire with Force sensitivity. So mm-hmm. if anything, he's the one training them. I think that's yeah. where I think even the, Didn't he send the some of the Inquisitors, Inquisitors to do that? Yeah, 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 actually yeah, that's right. Yeah. So the Inquisitors yeah. went out and caught children 
But yeah, there's, it's hard to imagine like there's a, a universe in which just because there's no more Jedi, that force sensitive people aren't being born. Right. And, and I think the that Ahsoka was the whole. Books, yeah, they the, in the Ahsoka book they do talk about that she is she was she had come in contact with a child that had that. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. I think they even try and press that point, even though it's kind of redundant now because we're in episode eight. But at episode eight, that was like the whole purpose of the ending is there's they're, they're Luke's gone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And now all we know of was like Ray People is the most powerful. People may not have seen the movie and just more... let it out. Oh yeah, probably. <laughs> it's okay. Spoilers. We'll edit yeah, that yeah, out. Or it, 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 that's their that's their problem. Oh wait, no, actually no, that's correct. I I am wrong by saying not saying spoiler alert, but the uh, statute of limitations for spoilers is two weeks. All so. right. <laughs> So long, it's long hat. Long has passed. We could just wherever we post the uh, podcast, we could just put spoilers and parentheses <laughs> in the uh, title. But yeah, yeah, that that kid at the end of the movie with the broom, he was a, he had he had force, he had powers, he had yeah, before, he had, yeah. He had you know. So they're there, yeah, yeah they're yes, there. Exactly. They're just they're just scattered around. They they maybe there maybe might be we kids. Just that, need a, we just need a Jedi to make a temple. <laughs> That's Ray, what I'm Ray I, make a temple. Build a temple get with a, your boulders that you build. Get a little temple going, and uh, then you're gonna see the you're gonna see these kids. Ray just build. If they're gonna yeah. do like another saga, which I bet may not be right after episode nine, but I imagine at some point they're gonna do like 10, 11, and twelve. Yeah. I don't know how they're gonna do it without like a significant time jump or something. Because Daisy Ridley's already like, yeah, I signed for three. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm yeah, afraid. yeah, I'm over it. She's already over. So it. it's like but they can move that's forward a... with what they have. Because if she trains another, and it could even be Kylo Ren, goes, yeah. you know, changes over, and then decides to start a temple, get these kids yeah. trained. You yeah. never know. That was my one guess. I was like, Kylo Ren's gonna turn back to the light side, or at least kind of to it. And Episode Eight didn't at all. <laughs> like he kind of did, then he just yeah, like, then he just did it. Yeah, he just got then he pissed committed, off like yeah. straight. But yes. we don't even know, you know, we don't even know if he's running the Empire now or... He he more than likely lost it now, for I, sure. We don't even know if we're going to see Snoke again. Yeah, I the think we're going to see Snoke again. You think so? Just like My... Darth Maul cut in half and the and, guy and... comes back and comes back <laughs> and comes back. <laughs> like, if it were me... Like, if I had to go the ultimate crazy theory. Yeah, okay, it's okay. That <laughs> as Snoke died, and it kind of makes sense, as Snoke dies, he basically possesses Kylo Ren. Because at that time, too, in the movie, is when you see Kylo Ren go from he's kind of evil to go like batshit. Like, he's lost it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, That's like, a possibility because but, there, there's, there's still a question as to did Bane do that? Exactly. Mm. So. That's, like, my super crazy theory that I don't think is going to happen. But, like, I have other small ones, like, maybe he was force projecting himself, too, and they think he killed him, like, and... But yeah. Because, honestly, in my opinion, that scene was good for the movie mm-hmm. because it allowed Kylo Ren to, you know, jump ahead and essentially yeah. be the villain he needs yeah. to be. yeah. But there's no way that they just kill off Snoke, the most powerful force user yeah, in the yeah, galaxy, <laughs> like that. Just like that, yeah. yeah, yeah. One, two, three, bam. Yeah, he, he, he has to be there somewhere. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, they could even do like the old Palpatine route from Legends where he has multiple cloned bodies or something and he could transfer, you know, like there's so many ways I go with it. I just, I hope he comes back only because Andy Serkis was so good as him yeah. for like the literally seven minutes of screen time between two yeah, movies. Yeah. But I still think that needs to be explained. You know, with Snoke, we still need to, we need some yeah, sort of. Yeah, we need to know who Snoke is. Yeah, no, I need closure. to me a little bit. <laughs> yeah, he closure. can't be gone already. We couldn't wait, like, we couldn't wait two years and for him to just 
die like that. Even exactly. if it's something stupid like, oh, he's just a powerful guy that found all this. It's good. Like, even if it's that, just let me know. Know that. <laughs> Tell me that really quick. Yeah, Don't give us some guessing. closure. <laughs> <laughs> closure. We all need it. Because <laughs> I think that's the other route they might go too. Is that if they never address it, or if he doesn't come back in nine. Is there will be like a Snoke novel that's like all his history? And just fills all that, yeah. fills that gap. Fills for which us. I prefer yeah. if it like wasn't that. Yeah. But yeah. Oh yeah, I really just see where nine goes after eight because eight just it was good. I loved it. Yeah. But it, okay. it was one of those movies that felt like everything with everything happening so quickly, and it seems like it's all taking place over the course of a few days or a week. It felt just like an extended version. It felt like seven point five, not eight. Oh, not, not, a whole, it, not a whole new film. Yeah. Like not a whole new. I, right. Only because I think there wasn't enough progress. But that's like a personal concern. I mean, yeah. like I said, I still loved it. Yeah. Everything still made sense in the grand scheme of things. things. Uh-huh. But it did feel kind of like. How many times did you see it already? Eight or nine. Okay. I only saw it three <laughs> times. Two. Twice. I saw it three times. Twice. I've seen. I went. I actually was able to go to the movie premiere. Uh-huh. And I got to I got to see the movie then. And I tell you, when I saw Yoda, I was so excited. Oh, I love that. <laughs> so yeah, that was dope. I, I love how it was, it was like denial, uh, no, uh, dementia crazy Yoda, not like he was still kind of like he wasn't a Clone Wars. I like how it was. Yeah, he yeah. Was at five and six, where he was like kind of losing it. Yeah, he was losing tell. it. He was, yeah, he was. Well, he was what, 900 years old? Yeah. <laughs> he definitely had voices in his head, too. I don't think it necessarily been his age. It was more probably like, I've been on this damn planet for it's like way too long. 19 years. Yeah. Well, he's eating mushrooms and snakes, and so I imagine he yeah. hallucinates a little bit. That's still probably one of my favorite scenes is when he finds the light, the little lamp, and. Uh, Luke's luggage on Dagobah. Oh, yeah. And, like, he's hitting R2 <laughs> he's, he's it. knocking it. He's and like, then hey. R2 puts his arm back in, and he goes, clink, and he shuts the little door on R2. That's like oh. one of my favorite things. It's like a little annoying little gnat in that, in, in, when, he was, yeah, when he was on that planet. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Too many years on that planet. Too many years. He was just hiding out. He was just hiding out. <laughs> hiding. Think, yes, I, a lot of the Jedi were, because they had to. They had, they had no to. choice. Yeah. yeah. In order yeah. to survive, and a few out in the pla- uh, out in the galaxy... Yeah, you really too. feel bad for the Jedi once you think about it. You just really oh, feel yeah. bad well, for them, man. You know, they they did have some warnings, they did have some signs, mm-hmm. but they did not pay attention to those. Yeah. You know, and No, they messed up a little bit. Well, yeah, they messed up. They messed up. Oh, they messed up. <laughs> <laughs> you hate to say it, but they did. They messed yeah, up. Man, they got Cuz you want to you want to you want to cheer for them cuz they're on the side of good. But like when you get a little critical thinky about it, yeah, they're just so dogmatic and so set in their ways, and it's like that's why you guys fell. It wasn't because one dude yeah. decided to off some young. Got to improvise sometimes. Like this was in the making for yeah. like hundreds right. of and years. And they had stern laws. There was no there was stern no, laws. Yeah, there was no gray area. Yeah. So and and Qui Gon kind of got into that where he was a, he was a little bit on I'm going to do what I want to do. I need to do this. You know? That's what I believe Ray's going to be. A gray. She's gonna Jedi. be a gray, but there's oh, no yeah, gray Jedi. See, I thought. <laughs> I just, I just think, I just think Ray gets it. Though. I think that's her character. Is supposed to be one who finally gets it. Yeah. I honestly like, thought they no, were gonna you go have the to play the. Route. That's. I, I thought that going had the in this one. Books on the Millennium Falcon. And it's yeah, like, yeah, well, yeah. That's all the Jedi teachings. Yeah. Which those Jedi teachings could be gray because they're ancient. They, yeah, they're ancient. But, they're ancient. Yeah. I was surprised too with that because when I left the movie theater, like the first three times I saw it, the, the people I was with who that was their first showing. Nobody noticed that she had the books on the Millennium Falcon, but it kind of makes sense because it's like a blink and you miss it moment. Yeah, right. I, 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 but, but she felt that they were important. She felt that they were important they, to to take and to read and to study. She felt that they were important, so they're gonna 
Possibly. Great teachings. Right. <laughs> well, we don't know that for sure because we don't know where Luke got these. It yeah. really wasn't explained. Did Yoda give them to him? Mm-hmm. You know, when he was on Dagobah? Or, or did he, where did he get these? Did he go to a temple and get them? It, it really I think they were you. there on Octo. If I, like, at least, it wasn't mentioned in the movie. But, but they were already what they there. Were talking about because, like, I think the whole thing was who that was there? the first Jedi temple. Yeah, ever. who left? Who left them there? Who Jeez. Left them? Yeah, who left them there is the good question. Yeah. <laughs> because wow. that's the thing too. If if Luke was able to find out that this was the first Jedi temple ever, and I think I think why Luke didn't knew thousands that, of years of the Jedi know this and go there? I think Luke knew that. I think Luke knows a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> that's just I me. Think I think Yoda has shared with him, but they they haven't really explored that or talked about it yeah you know and that this was something between those two because he was able to start that that temple mm-hmm. and that kylo ren mm-hmm. falls from he was able to start that and and get these what happened to the other ones what happened to the other people he was training i've always felt that like luke and yoda's relationship was more is, is and like i said it's just me is that yoda threw luke a lot of alley-oops like a little lobs a lot of little you oh, should go yeah. see like Go like go find out. Luke was like, "All right, yeah, I have nothing. Yeah, let me just nothing else going on. Yeah, let me yeah, fuck it. Let me just go. That's why I felt like Yoda and Luke had. I felt like they had that, you know, because Yoda really believes in Luke, and I think he was like, "Just go see, like see what's over there. I I can't do it." Do it for me. Let me live vicariously through you. Exactly. I think he had that. You know what I mean? Yeah, they built that. They built just. You could tell the way how he spoke to him when he when he was in full ghost mode. He came and was talking to him. Yeah, and and their relationship is it's like shut up. I Luke is like reason, shut up. <laughs> I think the reason why he trusted Luke so much was that he went back after yeah. he promised that he would go back because his father fell so easily, but yet he went back. Yeah, even though his father had different reasons for falling, he he was a dum dum and mm-hmm. didn't, <laughs> and, didn't, and didn't really listen to what was being said to him mm-hmm. because you you know he wanted to save. Padme so much because his mother died, but he never listened to the fact that his mother was reaching out to him. Yeah, that's what I feel. That he, his mother was saying, "Come help me, I'm in trouble." But he would rather fantasize about Padme. Padme, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a sunk ship. Yeah, right like replacing his mom with Padme, almost like forgetting. Yes, yeah, yes. yeah. Actually, it's a good like psychological point that he yeah replaced his mother with he, with, with Padme. Padme. Yeah, he found something else to take care of. Someone like his mother he, that was right there, he could take care of, but. Right, the feelings she, were right. intimate. You know, they were what they were. Intimate, they were, yes. Yeah, they were Go intimate. Go ahead and say that because yeah. they had twins. <laughs> <laughs> they had twins, yeah. So I, felt they, like, I feel like that. Yeah, and I, and I think he was angry at himself and angry at the, at the Jedi for his mother dying, but it was actually, it was his fault mm-hmm. because he never paid attention. His mother was crying out to him, and he kept saying, I'm having dreams of my mother. Yeah. And, you know, and, but he didn't pay attention to what was being said because... He could see things before they happen, and mm-hmm. he should have recognized that. Yeah, me personally. And Padme was having assassination attempts on her life, so he just <laughs> had to focus right on Padme. Like she might not even make it off this shit. Let me just. I mean, ship. If he, let me. Just. Well, he didn't trust. He must not have trust trusted Obi Wan. He didn't. He didn't. He to, was jealous of Obi Wan. He yeah. was jealous. He was spending all that time with her while he was doing just nothing, like the little lame scouter mission. You know what I mean? Just. <laughs> So he was mad at Obi Wan. He was mad. Yeah, and he wanted that seat too. And they, they knew. Like I, I felt like uh, maybe Yoda or maybe Obi Wan maybe forewarned them or Master Windu. Like uh, he, he kind of just had an itchy feeling about Anakin as well. Oh, he did. Even when you know, he was he just younger. didn't. Yeah, he oh, just yeah. didn't. Remember yeah, he just he didn't. 
like all three of those movies, either. he's belitter- belittling Yeah, he's just like, I, like, I don't know. I don't trust you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. That's why his hands went and he was the first one to go out the window. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was the first one to fall out the window. Exactly. Yeah, he had definitely trust issues with him. But yeah, I feel like Star Wars is really, really psychological. Oh, yeah. You know? And you know, you, you can sit and talk about just one little thing in the movie and yeah. it just goes all over the place. Yeah. But I mean, I, I think it transcends, like I said, through the years, a lot of... A lot of kids have grown up, and now their big, their kids, their grandkids are all part of Star Wars because it's it's something that speaks volumes to so many people. And it's I, almost embedded in our DNA. Oh yeah, maybe. it is. It is. You and get a Star Wars injection when you're just born. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah oh my god. It feels that way. That's, how it, fe- that's what it feels it's like. Just, I mean, because when I like nothing ever piqued my interest. Like, oh, this is interesting. I want to check that out. Yeah. It was. I love Star Wars. I love Star Trek. I love Lord of the Rings. Like I didn't have to be introduced to this stuff. It was I loved it. Yeah, certain things just stick. Certain things just stick. But it's it's crazy how it's just these things. Yes. And everyone has like Lord of the Rings and Star Trek and Star Wars in common. Yeah. You might not see nothing. uh, Might not seen like Blade Runner or something. But you've seen Star Wars. You know what I mean? Like. And then when you see people that said they've never seen any of the movies, like who are you people? You know how do you? Yeah. Like not. See this, but others are not interested. But I what's think it's so just cool a... is the people who haven't seen the movies, they still know things. Like they, they know, know Yoda's exactly. yeah. green. They, they, they know that Darth they know Vader's don't, they, don't... Star, they know everything about it. It's like, if you're that much committed just, just for being around it. it, just go see my friend, My friend, Arlie, my best friend, who I opened the shop with, he, he didn't watch Star Wars at all. And I had the movies on my Apple TV. That's why I was wanting to play them. And uh, he watched them. He watched uh, A New Hope. We watched A New Hope in here. And he was just like, this is this is what I've been missing? Like, the, I was like, did you enjoy it or no? He was like, it was like the craziest shit I've ever seen. I was yeah. like, let's go get those DVDs now. Now imagine back in 1977. When yeah. This when we were we never we had never seen anything like this. Really. Yeah. I mean, Star Trek, you did see some some ships flying and things, like, but this was a whole new it genre. Was, it was yeah. just something else, and people it just hit them like a brick. Everybody. I could only I could only imagine when you're sitting in the theater in like 19 I could only imagine and you just see a, just a star destroyer just come on the screen 19 Oh yeah, I know. What? <laughs> exactly. Or stormtroopers or yeah. even Darth Vader come you, out. It was a hat to been just you had your mind had to you're be like, blown. What is this? What, For me, what kind of even... cinema is this? <laughs> For me too, when I first the first thing I remember about seeing that scene was even as a kid, it wasn't necessarily the massive spaceship. It was the sound of everything. It was a sound. Yes, like the sound completely sold it. Yeah. It, but, I mean, everything about it was amazing, but, like, the you, music. you cut down the sound effects, the music, or anything by, like, 30% is nowhere near as good as the scene as it was. Yeah. I got to show you, like, I don't know how the hell they made 10 million, like, I think it was a 10 million or 20 million dollar budget for that movie. <laughs> I have no, to this day, I have no idea how they made it work. Because... <laughs> Budgets twice or three times the size, or even stuff like 2001 Space Odyssey, yeah, still looks amazing, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have the unified quality of all yeah. the bits and pieces yeah. as right. Star Wars did. The coordination. Like, or, Star Wars is really, cord- it's a coordinated movie. I agree. Film. Think about, think about it. Lucas tells one of the prop guys, I need you to build this kind of, this kind of thing. It's a, it's a lightsaber. It's something with... With light protruding from it, it's something. Is it's a weapon, and I'm, yeah. I'm sure he was like, okay, so how am I going to do this? You know, and <laughs> huh? <laughs> what year? But now, <laughs> but now you put one, you put a lightsaber in someone's what year hand, are you and in? you become 
you become the Jedi or the yeah. Sith automatically, yeah. just yeah. like you did today. Exactly. <laughs> and you feel you feel some way. Aaron, you got evil right away. I, I did. <laughs> But it's crazy because, like, my son only being three and he saw episode seven. So he must have only just turned maybe two. And for him, when he got the Kylo Ren lightsaber, he automatically knew what to do. That's what it is. Is it a Star Wars injection? He knew exactly. Yes. And he just was in the pose already, like, just like that and being two. And he just knew that. And when the music came on, he knew to pay attention. And he knew, like, it was crazy. It's yeah. crazy. That's I think insanity. we all do. I see. It's crazy. I don't know. I don't know how. <laughs> I think it's just part of, like you said, even though some people haven't seen the movie, they they know the components of it. Yeah. And so when you see a lightsaber, you automatically know. You know. That that's yeah, this is a Jedi's weapon of choice. <laughs> it, so, it was crazy. I saw a social experiment like scrolling down Facebook, and this guy was running around just throwing lightsabers at people, and everyone knew what to do. Everyone was just like, Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Like everyone knows what to do. Everybody knows what to do. Everyone exactly. Knows what it is. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I just. I wonder where we're going to go uh, with the rest of the Star Wars universe, though, with Disney having... Not necessarily Disney's bad, but because they have the money to put one out every... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's like... There's two sides of that coin. Is like, well, one day they get boring because they've done it all. Mm-hmm. The second is, I don't ever want to die because there's still going to be Star Wars movies after I'm... <laughs> I think, you know, but they can go just about anywhere. They can go... They can go back in time. I would love to see an Old Republic. Yeah. I would oh, love yeah. to see a Bane or a Revan movie mm-hmm. because I would. L- they could go back in time and do one of those. So you can you can I go back to so Old much. Republic. Yeah. You know you you can go back with all of those different. I ones. want a Star Killer movie so bad. Not even oh not even necessarily like something like Star Killer or like Old Republic Revan or Bane. But just like the environment of the Old Republic where it's like thousands of Sith and thousands of Jedi. And just, ah! Yes, exactly. (laughs) Epic battle. Yeah, uh, ep- oh, we wouldn't even be able to stand up. (laughs) We wouldn't be able to sit down in the theater. But with Disney, the sky's the limit. You you can do, you know, you can go anywhere with it. I think there's so many stories, so many facets of it. You can go just about anywhere. You don't have to be stuck in just the one box. You can go anywhere. We just have to put our trust in them, and that yeah. could be hard at times. <laughs> I trust them because yeah. they have that screw you money. Yeah. They just throw yeah. it. Like, yeah, just throw it. Like, <laughs> make this. Here's $30 million. Make this. Here's $250 million. Thanks, like, Mickey. I'll be back. <laughs> but back in the day when Lucas was funding this movie, I mm-hmm. had seen many, many scenes about it. He's you, – you had – what you used what you had to use in order to make the movie work because of you know how much money the budget you oh, had. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But they were smart. They made these little teeny ships and they were able to do some great cinematography with it. Yeah. Nowadays we do everything CGI or we do everything on a big scale kind mm-hmm. of build thing. You know, you have we have that ability. But back in the day, you did not have that. Yeah. You know, you had to you had to roll with what you had and invent <laughs> if you, invent it if you needed to. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's why a lot of people appreciate the older movies a lot more too, because it was the it was a lot of grind in that movie. Yes, exactly. On that set, on those sets, you get the special features and everything, and everyone looks like they're just hot. Oh, yes, exactly. just it just white hands under shirts and jeans and just boots. It's like a steel toed job, like a steel toed boot job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but they had the to roll with what they yeah, had. Yeah, they had. <laughs> I appreciate the older movies just because of that. You could sense it. You could feel it about yeah. the older movies. But the wonderful thing about Star Wars is it, it has spawned all these great groups that mm-hmm. you know that everybody is part of and just really, really loves. And like I said, I, I really enjoy being part of the Saber Guild. It has been a thrill of my life for the last two years. And 
hopefully, fingers crossed, I'll be in Saber Gill. I mean, I'll, excuse me, I'll be in um, Rebel Legion. And I have to thank Gabe for that because he yeah. took the time to talk to me at WonderCon. I was actually dressed as Jubilee from X-Men. <laughs> That's an awesome choice. Yeah, and so he, and I didn't do the 80s version. I did when she was an X-Men, so I'm in oh, the yeah. orange outfit. Oh, that's okay, okay, that's okay. That's a, that's, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. cool. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, that was so much fun to do. But, you know, he took the time to talk to me and, 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 and tell me all about the Rebel Legion and what they do and their organization, and I, I just got to thank him so much for all of that because if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have been a Jedi. I would not be the Jedi I am today. What, what, what was the feeling when you first got the costume on, when you got your Jedi costume and you went to practice? Oh, my gosh. It was <laughs> the best <laughs> it I ever. Been just... <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I, I did not wear You don't wear it to practice. You wear regular clothes to practice, but you put that costume on and you're going to do a show. Yeah. You see all those kids' faces light up when they see the Jedi come out. And it is such a thrill. It is something I've, I, I, like I said, I've never experienced before. And mm-hmm. all of these kids really believe that you're the Jedi, you're a Sith. And the yeah. one thing they tell us is to, when you're in the costume, when we're doing shows, when we're trooping, we're actually that character. So my name is Asoria <laughs> Rain, mm-hmm. and I am a Jedi from Alderaan. And I'm out looking for Princess Leia because my planet got blown up and she... She knows that there's others out there from Alderaan, and so she's out searching for them, and so I'm trying to find her. Yeah. And so that's what my character is. And, and as far as my Sith character, which I was, it was last year when I uh, became official Sith with Saber Guild, and she is Arulia. She is a hostile enemy of the Jedi. She's angry because Obi-Wan killed her brother, or so she believes and so when I put that Sith costume on, you instantly get that feeling of, oh, I'm going to take it down. <laughs> <laughs> that feeling must be more than exhilarating. Oh, it is It is wonderful. It is It is something, like I said, I've never experienced before, and I absolutely love it. The most exhilarating thing about wearing a costume, though, is maybe 10-ish years ago, back when Star Wars was Star Wars, but... We don't have it now as it is with the resurgence yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. Is wearing full stormtrooper garb and getting pulled over by a police officer oh, and the yeah. look they give you. <laughs> How do you explain that? You what, know? what look is that if you could describe it? What, what, <laughs> what, I, what, I think what, so what are you white people doing now? Is the look goes on the face. But I think a lot of people, they know. You know, police yeah. officers and I've I've come out of conventions <laughs> wearing full costume going over to Starbucks uh-huh. and police officers smile. They they know they know as well as, you know, anybody else that yeah. you know, this is what we're doing. Yeah. I think cosplay in general is just becoming more it's, it's not it's not backwater anymore. It's actually coming to light. Yes, especially out of with the yeah. closet, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's it's definitely becoming a thing now. Like yes. where you don't For have sure. to you don't have to like maybe if you're like ninety or something, sure. But like other than that, if you have no inkling of what this phenomenon is, you just know what it is, though. Yeah, you're, exactly. you're already yeah. ingrained with it. Yeah, you, you can, know, if you, you go to up. Japan, it's like anime every day. Every people are wearing costumes every day as every everyday garb. You know, yeah. they're just they're out marching around in a whole lot of things. And um, so people, I've even seen people dressed as. Um, is, is some of the anime characters here in the stores. You know, mm-hmm. you go to the store, you see people. I, it, it makes me smile because they're happy to do it. They, they love it. You know, I, when I see so many people wearing Star Wars shirts and I see little kids and I see older people, I see, you know, you'll see people wearing their superhero shirts to the gym. People love it. People, yeah. people are not afraid 
to show that now. But you know, like I said, in the past, it was just little kids who wore Star Wars mm-hmm. stuff or was or superhero stuff. But now it's everybody. Everybody. Yeah. It's world. It's world renowned. Yeah. <laughs> and it's and it's something that's accepted. But back in the day, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. You know, we were in the time of we were in the if you will the dark ages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I completely agree with that. And I mean, just the whole nerd, the whole uh, nerd, nerd culture, culture. Yeah, it it's not a negative stereotype anymore. Yeah, I mean, to some people, in s- small instances, it is. But I think that's rare now. I think it's rare. I think a lot of people they love it. I mean, when I tell people at work what I do, uh, they love it. I'm, I'm a server. They they love the fact that oh my gosh, I want to hear more. I'm in the middle of working, but they yeah. want to hear more. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that's that's how I met you. That's how I met you. That's we right. just were talking. Some beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Over beer, just geeking out. When people yeah, come exactly. here, and they see certain, just certain toys—not just only Star Wars, but just certain things, certain items and stuff. They even, they even, they're intrigued and they ask questions. Exactly. So I'm over, yeah. So I I'm think just me and you, stuff when we had time. our, when we had our interaction at the restaurant, you know, we, we, we talked a long time about it. I was surprised, and you were surprised that both of us like these things. Yeah. And I had to make sure you got a trading card. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Thank you. That, is and that a, that's exactly how David and I. Yeah, I was gonna say, is that is that a a thing between all of us? Y'all met because I noticed because she had the same Star Wars. She was wearing her Star Wars Celebration like entry band or yes. that. The same okay. when I went to it. I was like, I know that exactly. <laughs> I know that. Yeah, we're all we're all connected. Exactly, like like a nerdy family. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. Well, everyone, I want to thank you for listening in today. That concludes our show on Radio Geonosis. We will be back next week talking about Stuck on a Planet. Now, this will be, if you were stranded on a planet, which one would you choose and which is your least favorite to choose? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. ready. <laughs> I, 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 when you told me, I already did my pack, homework. Ready. I'm, I'm already ready. I'm ready. ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm I ready can, too. I'm ready to go to the planet. I'm, <laughs> I could, I'm seeing myself stuck on planets, and which one I just would utterly hate right now. Oh my gosh! I, you know, there's you can go from hot to cold, from you know <sighs> desert to beautiful landscape. There, there are different choices, but we'll be talking about that yeah. next week. Yeah, before we mess it up. <laughs> Please join us.